Hello from the BBC. I'm Eleanor Smallwood with an update on the war in Ukraine. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is visiting Sweden and Finland as the two traditionally neutral countries consider whether to join NATO. Mr Johnson agreed new deals with the two, pledging to support both countries' armed forces should they come under attack. Mr Johnson and his Swedish counterpart Magdalena Andersson held a press conference to announce the plans. We are taking another step to strengthening our bilateral defence and security cooperation at the strategic level. And if either country should suffer a disaster or an attack, the United Kingdom and Sweden will assist each other in a variety of ways. And President Putin thought he could cause division, but he has achieved the opposite. We stand here today, more united than ever, and with the ambition of strengthening our bonds even more. Detailing the plans, Mr Johnson said that a lot more defence coordination could be expected. It's an agreement that brings our two countries even closer together. It will allow us to share more intelligence and further our joint development of technology. This is a, an agreement on which we together intend uh, to build, uh, whether it's in uh, sharing intelligence or uh, working together to combat uh, cyber attacks. Sweden and the UK intend to do much more uh, together. Moscow has previously warned of military and political repercussions if Sweden and Finland abandoned their non-aligned status. As for Finland, the nation was part of the Russian Empire until 1917, and the spectre of a resurgence in Russian imperialism has informed Finland's approach to defence, says the BBC's Alan Little. For 80 years, the way Finland has thought about its security, the way it's organised its defence, the way it's recruited and funded its armed forces, has been shaped not just by its uncomfortable proximity to Russia, but also by the very bruising experience of the 1940s and the wars it fought then against the Soviet Union. Since the Second World War, it has developed the concept of comprehensive defence, a system of national security that involves all of its citizenry. Finnish society retains one of the world's highest rates of public trust in its democratic institutions. Its schools frequently come top of Europe's educational league tables. This, too, is part of the way the country defends itself. Experts are saying that this collective memory makes NATO membership an obvious course of action. Professor Gwythian Prince, a military expert, has told the BBC that while President Putin might have hoped to stop NATO's advance, it would appear that his decisions over Ukraine are prompting quite the opposite. The indications are that both of these Nordic countries will coordinate. The Swedish Social Democrats, some of them may worry about losing the neutrality which Sweden has had, but it is clear that there's been an absolute sea change in public opinion in both these nations, and I think it's highly likely that the application will be made. Both of these countries are militarily formidable. They know the Russians. They have had the bear on their doorstep, and so they are bringing formidable new capability. And we will have a shield wall which will run from the country of these Nordic warrior women who run these two countries right the way down to Anatolia in Turkey. Let's turn away from NATO to the situation inside Ukraine. The country says it's halting shipments of Russian gas to Europe along what's called the Sokranivka route. The Ukrainians say that Russian aggression is to blame for the move and that they are trying to find an alternative transit point. The BBC's James Waterhouse has more on the route's importance to Ukraine. 
This is one of the main gas terminals in the northern part of Ukraine that sees a third of Russia's natural gas, which is supplied to Europe, travel through it. It is now announced that it is closing it down. And natural gas is a historical sticking point for the Ukrainians. In decades gone by, natural gas would flow through Ukraine. Ukraine would make money from that transit and also get natural gas at a discount price. Now, what that will mean economically isn't yet clear, and it probably, to a lot of people, isn't that surprising. And lastly, a Russian spokesman has been talking about Kherson, a Ukrainian city taken over by Russian forces. Dmitry Peskov said that it is up to residents living in the region to decide whether they want to join Russia. He said it should be as legitimate, as he put it, as Crimea was. That's a reference to Russia's annexation of Crimea in 2014, following a referendum organised by the Kremlin, which has been dismissed by Western countries. Those are the latest developments on day 77 of Russia's invasion. I'm Eleanor Smallwood at the BBC.